And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Hello and welcome to the show. This is Andy Webb with Lifestyles Unlimited. And as always, we're working on your financial freedom. And I'll tell you what, I've gotten a lot of email lately, a lot of uh, questions on marketing and leasing a house. So let's make that the show today. Let's talk about that, marketing your house for lease. And if you have any questions related to this topic or anything else, hey, like these listeners that have been sending these in to me, I do appreciate your questions. You can send those to askandy at l-u-i-n-c dot com. Again, askandy at l-u-i-n-c dot com. And I do thank you for tuning in today. If you're new to the program, Lifestyles Unlimited is an education and mentoring organization. We're devoted to helping you become successful real estate investors. And we focus specifically on single family houses and apartments. None of that other stuff out there. Not Airbnb, not midterm rentals, not flipping land. None of that stuff. Apartments and houses and that's it. And I've gotten a lot of questions, like I said, on specifically on leasing a house. If you're if you're an apartment investor, that's a that's an entirely different game. And I am an apartment investor, by the way. I'm a passive investor in apartments. So guess what? I don't even have to worry <laughs> about marketing or or leasing anything in that respect. And if if this is one of those things that is keeping you from getting started, oh my, what if I buy something and I can't get it leased? And that is a very common fear. I fully understand that the name of the game is rental income well if you can't get at least you have a problem well if you don't want to worry about that go the passive apartment route i don't have to think about that now i am also a long time single family rental investor over 11 years now and i do self-manage and i do market my houses i do find the applicants i do screen those applicants Everything we're going to talk about today, I actually do that. Now, I've outsourced parts of this over the years, and I've taken it back under my control uh, as our situation changes and whatnot. Um, but, but this is something I can speak to very well. So I think that's in part why I got a, a lot of questions from you. So let's talk about this. And this really is a big fear that keeps a lot of people from getting started. I had a guest, oh, two, three, four weeks ago, uh, actually, when I was broadcasting from Nashville, Tennessee, I was joined by Lee Reeves. He's one of our life changers. He's one of the presenters of the Financial Freedom Seminar, and that is a two-day class chock full of information. We talk all about houses on day one, eight hours, a lot of information on day two apartments. So you get both uh, sides of the equation there. But I asked Lee in the course of the interview, you know, he's been doing this for a number of years, and I said, what, what's the biggest hurdles that you're encountering right now in the current market with people that are just thinking about getting started? They've come to your seminar. They haven't, they, they don't really know what they're doing. They're here to learn. And this is the biggest thing. Can I get the house actually leased? So I understand that. And again, that is the goal. <laughs> we want to rent that property to get that cash flow to, cr to create that financial freedom that we're talking about. And I do this myself, and it's a good thing to learn how to do. Now, over, over time, you may conclude this is not a better part of my skill set. You can outsource that. You can maybe use, use a leasing agent. You can hand that over to a property manager. But I think it's a good thing to learn um, so that when you do hand something like that off, you are able to speak a little more fluently to, to the topic. 
And I will tell you, if you are just now thinking about getting started and you're worried about high interest rates and you're worried about the high price of homes out there, um, you know, I've got a number of houses all around Dallas-Fort Worth. We've got some down near Houston. And when I did my lease renewals earlier in the year, you know, as part of my process, I look at lease comps. I look at what's rented in my neighborhood. I noticed a couple of things. Number one, the days on market are extremely short because there's not enough inventory. And that's the other point. There's just, there wasn't that much on the market. When I want to find lease comparables, houses that have leased on the MLS anyhow, uh, in order to figure out what's the rent these days, there just wasn't that much out there. There were markets, sub-markets where I have houses where I had trouble finding more than one that had leased in the last 180, even 270 days, looking back a little bit farther sometimes. So there's not a lot, there's really not a lot on the market right now. So very limited supply. That means it's a good time to own rental property, rental houses. And add to that, you know, if you, again, going back to the high interest rates and uh, the high prices, affordability for home ownership in particular has been declining significantly. Good time to own rentals. And with people still moving in, in droves, very large numbers to the Sun Belt to the southern states to Dallas Fort Worth to San Antonio to Houston all the population coming south good time to own rentals but it is a house and it's a house for lease so how do you do that how do you get at lease so I would tell you this even before you put that house on the market I mean it, it really does it, it it starts before you buy the house <laughs> not even before you put the for rent uh, sign in the yard but before you buy the house and again i mentioned lifestyles unlimited we've been around for over 30 years as an education and mentoring group and getting a proper education in this business is is a big part of that puzzle piece for you you'll learn how to buy right you'll learn how to handle the financing we we buy houses that need renovation you'll learn what goes into that part of the equation You'll learn about doing a refinance. You'll learn about doing a cash-out refinance. I talked about that last week. Good way to get money out, tax-free. You'll learn about selling, and you'll learn about managing the house. We get into that very much in, in depth. I mentioned that Financial Freedom Seminar. Good, good place to go to learn a lot of the nuts and bolts, which we'll talk about today, probably a little more at an upper level, but good place to learn. Getting an education is fundamental, and that starts before you buy the house. When you do your research, prior to even buying that target rental property you're going to set yourself up for success how you how do you do that number one is the area you're looking at even good as a uh, to hold a rental investment you, you can learn a lot by just doing some research or if you're working with a real i work with the realty team at lifestyles unlimited very closely and i get a lot of information from them and i can see for example they've done a lot of analysis before i even look at some of these properties and i can see the expected cash uh, cash flow per month. I can see my expected cash out of pocket. So I know a lot going into these investments and I buy from other sources as well and I have to do a little more digging on my own. But I want to know things and I see this in their analysis, for example, what are the what are the days on market? How quickly is that property getting leased? That tells me a lot right there. Is it a hot market or is it not? And of course, I want to keep things in mind like seasonality. And if we have time, I'll get to that towards the end of the show. That can have an impact. But uh, days on market is important because I do want to get at least quickly now if you're going out a little bit farther I'm in Dallas Fort Worth 
And a lot of the submarkets around Dallas, Carrollton, Farmers Branch, Richland Hills, North Richland Hills, Irving, Mesquite, I mean, I could name a hundred of them. They're going to rent very quickly because this is where the bulk of the population is. As I get out into secondary and tertiary markets, the renter pool will be a little smaller. So my days on market may be a little bit longer, but there's a certain trade-off there. I'm typically able to buy for a lower out-of-pocket, getting a better investment, in, in essence, a better deal. Uh, in some of these tertiary markets. So there's a trade-off there. And if you're willing to make that for higher equity uh, and great cash flow, you just may need to wait a little longer. That's okay. All right. So maybe longer in rural areas, just be open about that. How does the product that I'm looking at, you know, I'm thinking of this, this house as a product, how does that match the market? Let's say I'm looking at an area that has, you know, it's close to a school. And I think in my mind, you know, this might be a good one for a family, but it's a two-bed one bath house uh, that may not be ideal if that's my target re uh, renter now i can't discriminate on the basis of familial status or race or creed or anything like that but i know that this is a market that's ideal for that type of residential renter um, so i may need to do something either i can convert that thing let's say from a two one into a three bed one bath or maybe even a three bed two bath yeah, we do that sometimes. Uh, that may make it more appealing. So is that something I can do? Does that, is that product a good match for that, for that market, for that renter that I have in mind? And then renovations. I want to understand how the renovation process works. And that is part of getting educated. Because I want to know what I need to do to really get that thing rent ready. And part of that comes from doing that analysis and seeing what has rented in that market. And if I look at days on market, I may see the houses that are flying off the shelves, leased in two, three, five, eight, ten 10 days, and others that are sitting out there for 45 and 60. Well, look at the pictures. What's the difference? Is there a difference? Probably in the upgrades and the updating there, there is. And we follow a motto at Lifestyles Unlimited, best product best price. If I renovate to best product, I'm tra I'm targeting those those houses that are attaining that market value that I want after it's fixed up and are attaining those lease amounts, those rents when fixed up that I want. That's the best product. That's what I'm shooting for. And if you have the best product in that submarket, it sells itself. Yes, you're going to market, you're going to put that house up for lease, but the best product at the best price will sell itself. You know, Lee said it last week, this is one of the biggest areas where people have fears and stop themselves from taking action. But when you do it right, and that's what I'm talking about here, it's easy. There's nothing to it. It sells itself. So you rehab to the market. You learn what that, that market is by running those lease comparables, what has leased, to see what is leasing and leasing at your target price point. What is that price point? It, do I have a realistic number? In mind, I need to know that ahead of time as well. And what do I need to do to that house to get that 1500 1800 2200 whatever that rent is that you're targeting? What do I need to do? But don't overdo it. You know, I have a sticker adhered to the side of my filing cabinet where I keep my lease docs and stuff. And I got this years ago from one of the GCs, one of the general contractors here in the uh, Dallas area. In fact, I'm holding a pen from them as well. I guess I have a lot of that marketing material. But the sticker says, it's not my house. It's my investment. 
So what you might go and do in in your own property when you want to get it fixed up to refi or even to sell, you know, going in with those solid hardwood floors or or engineered wood and super high-end fixtures, that's your house. But when you're renovating that property over there for lease, that's your investment. And I do see people overdoing it sometimes. And although you may think that may help you rent quicker at the end of the day, it may not really make that much of a difference. It may make a big difference, however, to your pocketbook. So don't go crazy. Again, go back to those lease comparables and, and, and be reasonable. Know how to budget. Again, goes back to the education. So really having a successful marketing plan and, 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 and successfully leasing a house really does start before you buy the house. Now, we're going to do renovations because, as I mentioned, we're buying houses uh, typically that do need some level of work, and that may be $10,000 in make-ready all the way up to – I looked. I walked a house the other day that needed $90,000 in repairs. No problem. No problem. The budget was there. The cash out of pocket was maybe 20 k right? The way we buy, and we, we educate you on this process, allows us to do that and take down those heavy rehabs. But you can start the leasing, the marketing, before those renovations are done. This will save you some time. And it's as simple as getting one of those for rent or for lease signs and putting it on a stake and pounding that into the yard. Coming soon. Start marketing that early. You've closed on the house. You now own it. You know your renovations are going to take some period of time. Figure out what that is. Ask the GC or the general contractor, whoever you're working with, how long, what's the, what's the timeline here? You need to know that, obviously, before you can promise to let someone move in. But put a sign in the yard. Write up a, a description of the work being done. And if you've done this type of work before, in other words, this is not your first house, not your first rodeo, get pictures of that other house. Because if you're like I am, my first house looks like my second house, looks like my tenth house. You know, it looks like the fifth. Wash, rinse, and repeat. We keep going. We, the, if the model works, don't change it. So if you have pictures of similar properties that you've rehabbed, you can get a color printouts of those, hang those on the, on the window of the house being renovated. Not everybody's going to have your vision, so this is important. They may walk into that house that is still a little bit in disarray, and they may get scared. So those pictures will help them see a little bit more of your vision so they can identify, ah, this is going to be a great one. So, hey, quick break. We'll be right back. Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. I don't know which one bums you out more, the, the little wheel, you get in the little wheel and run, or the cubicle. Go to your prison cubicle. Think about being in prison every day. What do you do? You get up every day and stand in your cubicle. Maybe sit in your cubicle. What do you do when you go to work every day? Go to the cubicle. I couldn't put up with it when I was there. I had to get out. Ready to get out too? Learn how at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Creating the lifestyle you've always wanted. You're hearing Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Andy Webb. I thank you for tuning in today. And if you have any questions, send those to me. You can email me at askandy at luinc.com. Askandy at luinc.com. 
Realtorsmarketingmarketingmarketingmarketingmarketingmarketingmarketingmarketingmarketingmarketingmarketingmarketingmarketingmarketingmarketingmarketingmarketingmarketingmarketingmarketingmarketingmarketingmarketingmarket
you know, 500 bucks, whatever that might be. They just put that out there for you. And then you get that spread, something, something to think about. But if you're going to go that route, whatever route, uh, online, digitally, I'll tell you, once you get through the renovations, this won't apply while you're in the middle, of course. But once you're at the end of the renovations, if you're just now starting the process, get really good pictures, clear pictures, high resolution. When I do run my lease comps and I'm looking at these houses that have cleared in five, leased in five, ten days, good pictures, good information. And those that are sitting out there for a while, they're fuzzy. There's a picture of the toilet, you know, weird angles. Tall grass, can't even tell is that a house or what is that thing in the in the picture. So clear, good pictures are extremely important to getting this thing properly, properly marketed. So you got lots of places to go to list these. And then the process becomes a process. You're going to start to get calls. You're going to start to get emails. You're going to start to get all kinds of contact. And it can become overwhelming if you've got the best product on the market at the best price, you're gonna get these contacts. The people will come to you and you need to learn how to manage that. And we really talk a lot about this in the two-day financial freedom seminar. And that's part of being a member of our, our financial freedom program. Um, and I talked recently, in fact, with a member who just returned. You can go, if you're a member, you go back every month. We do those monthly here in Dallas, for example. He went back specifically because he now has his very first rental property under contract. Renovations are going on uh, soon. So he's already thinking ahead. Okay, we're going to get to that lease part of the phase and I want to be ready. And again, we talk about that in great deal and we talk about automating the process. Because if you have the best product at the best price, the people will beat down your door to see that, to live in that. So you have to control that. And among other things, I'm going to hit this at an upper level. You can go to the seminar to learn more, but we use technology. We use technology above all else in this stage to pre-screen. You're going to get a lot of tire kickers. You're going to a lot of, get a lot of people that push that I'm interested button because it's there and it's easy to push. <laughs> you know, and they may not be thinking about it. Um, so you can use, for example, an email address specific to that property and say, send your inquiries here. And when that inquiry comes in, it kicks out an automated response that sends out your, what, screening criteria, your application, the things you need to know about them before you even go the next step. And that may provide another email address where they can then return that information. So you're, you're creating a series of filters to slow the exuberance down a little bit and start the pre-screening. You can also use technology, by the way, to automate the process for showing. I had a conversation with a member just the other day that is out of state, travels a lot, and was puzzling over how to show her house here in the Dallas area. Well, use a leasing agent or a property manager. That's one way. Um, she didn't want to give up the, the month's rent. Okay, that's fine. Well, there are things out there. There are lockboxes that are essentially digital and have rolling codes. When I was a corporate guy, when I used to work in corporate America, when I would log on, I'd have to push this little key fob thing, and it would give me the six-digit code. And I had maybe five minutes to put it into my computer to be able to log on. And then it changed. And I'd have to push that button again. This lockbox is the same thing. It's just a rolling code. So somebody has to go through your pre-screening and then get that number. Some of these require a, uh, an internet hotspot. Some don't. So you don't necessarily have to have internet for that device. And members that I've talked to that use this technique, well, they require things like a, a, a photo ID, driver's license, 
uh, sent over before they'll issue that lockbox code. Another thing you can do is thinking about automation and, and digitizing things. Uh, aside from those really good pictures that you're going to put onto the various websites, um, there are a lot of there's a lot of technology now to create 3D uh, blueprints of your property, so people can walk through those online. You may get that leased before they even go out to the property. Now, you're going to get it marketed. You're going to put it in some of those places we talked about. Great pictures. And then you need to think about showing. You can do one-off showings, but in my experience, you're going to have a lot of people that, quite frankly, just don't show up. Pre-screening will help here. You know, when I send out my pre-screening request, uh, income, you know, credit score if they know it, pets, etc. If I don't get a reply, well, that's a no-go. <laughs> I just filtered out some of the tire quick kickers, and, and quite a few of those fall, fall by the wayside just at that that stage in the process. But I advise you to schedule multiple showings at once or, or close together. You know, if you have five families show up at once to see this house, what does that do? They start eyeballing each other. They love what you've done. Best product, best price. They really want that house. But that guy over there is looking at it too. And I can tell he, it creates a sense of demand. It creates a sense of urgency. You might have an open house. Open house is a little less reliable. You don't know who's going to show up. If you've at least scheduled five, even ten people, some of those, there will be some attrition. Some won't show, but some will. And I'll find a local realtor and say, hey, you want my leads? Here's the commission involved. Um, you show it. You bring the tenant. It's yours. Before you've even started marketing, sit down and think about your screening criteria. Really, what is it that you require? Create a form, in fact, that applicants can sign, have it signed before you collect, collect those application fees, and certainly before you put down the money to run that paid background check, that credit check, that uh, criminal check. And some of the online listing services that I talked about, they do offer application and uh, background check products. None of that's going to go into the current and prior landlords, the employers, etc. That's something you will have to do. Uh, but be sure to do that. And you've done it. And you've got it rented. Now what? Well, pre-move-in documentation. Get lots of pictures and videos of that property beforehand. It's important for move-out. Let's say things are moving a little slower than you expected or you thought it should be. Do consider that. There is seasonality to this industry. Simply put, more people move in the spring, late spring in particular, and the summer. Now that said, you will have fewer houses on the market in the fall. So those people that are looking will not have as much to choose from. That puts you in a good position. And I will tell you, never, never, never pass up on a good investment just because it's going to put you into a November or December lease up period. It's slowest around those holiday times. I can tell you that from experience. I would much rather, much rather get that asset under control and hold it until things pick up. January 1, boom, a lot of people move in at the start of the year. January is a big, big time of the year as well. So if things are moving slowly, seasonality may be at play and reevaluate. Are you really in line with the market? Did you renovate that house to market expectations to get that price that you're asking? And if it is moving a little slowly, well, consider lowering your price a little bit. It's better to give up $10 per month or $25 per month right now and get at least right now rather than wait, say, what, 30 days 
on an $1,800 rent. You're giving up a lot more by holding to that price over 30 days than giving up a little bit now. So think about that. And I'll tell you, with the number of pets these days, I was talking with the producer over the break, people moving in with pets, odds are pretty darn good you're going to recover that discount any anyway through your pet fees. So just some things to think about if, if you find that days on market are getting a little bit longer than you like. And last thing to bring up with you, and I'll go back to the very start of the show, it goes back to that education. As part of your education, you're going to learn good processes. You want to make sure you learn good processes so that this investment runs a lot smoother. And this part in particular runs a lot smoother. We teach you how to do that at Lifestyles Unlimited. Go to lifestylesunlimited.com, click on our free workshop, learn all about what we do, and I hope to see you out there in the market. Thank you for listening to Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit lifestylesunlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. We want to meet you as well. Sign up for a free workshop at lifestylesunlimited.com. Until next time, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.